0: The fantasy football season has come to an end, but this is the perfect time to take your sports viewing experience to the next level. Epson just hooked your boy up with this new Epic Vision Ultra LS800 laser projector, including their optional 120 inch Silver Flex screen. And I'm telling you right now, this is an absolute game changer. With an epic 120 inch picture, it's twice the size of an 85 inch TV. I should know I had one of those in my old setup and y'all know I love scouting prospects for the NFL draft and with that 4k pro UHD picture this big it can take the way that I evaluate prospect game film to a level never seen before to learn more visit Epson.com forward slash wake up again that's EPSON.com forward slash wake up and like Epson says bring the sportsbook experience home
1: Last week, I talked about the 2024 quarterbacks and running backs. This week, we've got wide receivers and tight ends. We know some of the names, but who's at the top in each spot? Let's find out on this week's episode of Who's Next. With the first pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, with the second pick, In the 2022 NFL Draft, with the fourth pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Welcome back, listeners of the Destination Devi radio network to our second episode of Who's Next. As always, I am Jordan Backus, the host of this analytics-focused podcast. I received a ton of feedback after episode one, ranging from friends and people I've never talked to in my life before. The reception was incredible, and it excited me even more to get going on episode two, the second part of our 2024 breakdown, which is focusing on wide receivers and tight ends. So let's get going. Before we get going on the players, I want to give a quick refresher on my tiers and terminology. When I say diamond, that refers to my highest tier, or my tier 1 players. Platinum is tier 2, gold is tier 3, silver is tier 4, and bronze is tier 5. I apologize for the potential ambiguous terms, but I wanted to give my tiers some fun names, which I modeled after MLB The Show's Diamond Dynasty. I'll do my best to refer to the tier numbers as we move through the prospects as well. As some of you may have seen in my quick breakdown in this week's All Gas newsletter, which can be found at allgas.beehive.com, Marvin Harrison Jr. is an incredible prospect, but he's currently not the highest graded wide receiver in my analytics model for the 2024 wide receiver class. Before you go crazy on me, he is number two, and by just the slimmest of margins. I will get into Marvin Harrison Jr. in a second, but holding down the top spot is Texas Longhorn Xavier Worthy. Worthy had an an incredible breakout his freshman year. The, at the time, true freshman, had 62 catches, 981 yards, and 12 touchdowns, and followed that up with a sophomore year of 760 yards on 60 catches, adding 9 touchdowns. Two of the highest weighted metrics in my model are best season yards per team pass attempt and average reception share, and Xavier Worthy is near the top for both. His best season yards per team pass attempt of 2.84 and average reception share of 26.4% are definitely towards the top of this class. Additionally, Worthy will be an early declare and his breakout age with a 20% dominator rating is 18.3 years old. Lastly, one huge metric that I love to see is posting a 30% dominator in either year one or year two worthy did that in year one so that's a huge plus for him in my model however one big knock against xavier worthy will be his size he measures at 6'1 which is great for a receiver however his weight is a huge issue at 160 pounds a few years back we had to fight the devonta smith bmi argument and he was 170 pounds luckily that didn't stop the eagles from taking him with the 10th overall pick in the 2021 class We can pray Worthy gets that type of draft capital, but I highly doubt it. When it's all said and done, Xavier Worthy will probably be my wide receiver 3 for the 2024 draft class. That leads into my wide receiver 1 in this class, and quite honestly, I would take him over all the receivers in both 22 and 23, and that is Marvin Harrison Jr. of Ohio State. The 6'4", 205-pound sophomore only put up 77 receptions, 1,263 yards and 14 touchdowns as a true sophomore, which probably should have won him the Belitnikoff Award for the best receiver in all of college football in 2022. Although he is number two right now, I definitely envision Marvin Harrison Jr. taking over the top spot going into the 2024 class. His best season metrics are better than Worthy's, and the only thing that he is lacking in right now is average reception share. That is obviously due to him barely playing his freshman year as he sat behind Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and Jackson Smith-Njigba, who are all probably first-round picks. Right now, Marvin Harrison's average reception share is only 15.6%, where Worthy's was 264 After their junior seasons, I fully expect Harrison to have over a 20% average reception share, which will bump him up to the next bucket in my scoring system. That will solidly put him into the number one spot. Like Worthy, Marvin Harrison Jr. will be an early declare, and he will also have a breakout age at the 20% dominator threshold of under 20 years old. Additionally, his best season PFF reception grade of 89.9 puts him at the top of this class. And one last thing. As I mentioned for Worthy, that 30% dominator by year two, yeah, Marvin Harrison checks that box as well. As previously mentioned, he would be my top receiver in this year, last year, and quite honestly, he is going to be a top 10 dynasty receiver the minute he hears his name called next April. Both Worthy and Marvin Harrison Jr. are currently in my platinum tier. However, I definitely think Marvin Harrison Jr. will enter the diamond tier come next April. He's going to have the first-round draft capital, and that average reception share will definitely follow. He's going to be a bulletproof wide receiver prospect. As for Worthy, I think he'll stay in this platinum tier, as I think he's kind of maxed out on all of his production metrics, and I don't know if he's going to get that day one NFL draft capital. Moving on to who I think will be the wide receiver two of this class, is Ohio State's Emeka Egbuka. The sophomore really stepped up as JSN was hurt for most of the year. Egbuka saw about 70% of his snaps from the slot this year. However, he was right behind Marvin Harrison Jr. in almost all of his statistics. He had 74 catches, 1,151 yards, and 10 touchdowns. His 2.81 best season yards per team pass attempt puts him sixth in this class. His early declare status, which he will be, and his teammate score will propel him up towards the top of the ratings. As with Marvin Harrison Jr., his average reception share is a bit low for right now. However, after year 3, he should also see that tick up. He is solidly in my gold tier, which is my tier 3, but should definitely reach the platinum status come this time next year. As for wide receiver 4, there is a whole bunch of guys that are fighting for this spot. Right now, Oregon's Troy Franklin and LSU's Malik Neighbors are the two frontrunners for that spot. Both have pretty solid production numbers, with Malik Neighbors performing in two years. Troy Franklin really did not play much his freshman season, but as I mentioned last week, Oregon's 2022 offense really took a step forward with Bo Nix, and Troy Franklin was the main beneficiary in their passing offense. Both of these two look to build off their strong sophomore campaigns and carry that momentum into their junior season, hopefully before going pro. After those two, there's really a lot of question marks. Another Texas Longhorn, Isaiah Nayor, is towards the top of my model, but a lot of that production comes from when he was at Wyoming. He looks to bounce back this year and help the Longhorns offense propel forward. Hopefully he can keep performing at the level he was before his injury. One more wide receiver that I would love to see something from is Arizona's Jacob Cowing. One big knock against him for the 2024 class is that he will be a fifth year senior. However, don't let that deter you away from the on-field production he's had in 2021 and 2022. At UTEP in 21, he had 69 catches for 1,345 yards and 7 touchdowns. In 2022 at Arizona, he had 85 receptions, 1,034 yards and 7 touchdowns as well. Despite being one of the older players in next year's class, I think Jacob Cowing will find a role at the NFL level. His production speaks for itself. All in all, this 2024 wide receiver class has two platinum receivers, eight gold, and 19 silver. So the depth is there, we just need to see some more production for a lot of these guys. The current 2023 class has three platinum, seven gold, and 14 silver. 2022 had one diamond-level prospect, three platinum, seven gold, and five silver. This 2024 class definitely has the potential to be strong and deep. However, we really need some of these lower-tier guys to step up. We already have about three to four high-end wide receiver prospects for this class, but like I said, the depth really is lacking right now. Before we get started talking about the tight ends of the 2024 class and probably one of the most elite level tight end prospects we've seen in a very long time, let's hear from our sponsor, Underdog. No matter if you're a redraft junkie or a dynasty degenerate, I'm guessing your favorite time of year is draft season. Well, that's exactly what Underdog is, draft season all the time. You'll be able to fast draft against randomly selected opponents or some of our DD members in as many best ball leagues as your heart desires. Through our partnership, Underdog is willing to match 100% up to $100 on first time deposits. That's 100 free dollars to draft in leagues all offseason to win real money at the end of the year. Use promo code WAKEUP to receive this promo. If you deposit 10 or more dollars, you will also receive access to the Destination Debbie Discord for the entire 2023 NFL season. That alone, right there, is worth more than you're imagining it is. So head over to Underdog and use promo code WAKEUP to receive this incredible offer. It goes without saying that tight ends is one of the most difficult positions to project. We've seen guys drafted in the first round become total busts, and some of the high-end elite tight ends right now were 5th round NFL draft picks. However, one thing that is for certain is that athleticism matters at this position more than any others. The size-speed freaks are the ones that give you fantasy points. I'm saying all this because I want to give you some context and let you know that my pre combine grades for tight ends is probably my least predictive metric in my model. However, that's not going to take anything away from our top guy, Brock Bowers out of Georgia. Bowers is quite literally the perfect tight end prospect. All of his scores are at the top, as his best season PFF reception grade, best best season yards per team pass attempt, average reception share, and career yards after catch per reception are quite literally towards the top across the board. His pre-combine grade of 9 is quite literally the maximum grade a player can receive at this point in time. I did a little forward projecting with Bowers and gave him a 110 speed score and a round one NFL draft capital. That led him to have the third highest post-draft grade ever in my model. That's higher than Kyle Pitts, TJ Hawkinson, David Njoku, OJ Howard, Mike Gusecki, Mark Andrews. I can keep going, but you get the point. The only two tight ends that have a higher post-draft grade than him would be Evan Ingram and Noah Fant. Quite literally, the only concern with him is going to be landing spot. He needs to get a coach that uses him in the right way as a receiver or even possibly get him some few carries like they do at Georgia. I don't know about you, but I have never seen a tight end take the ball 75 yards and score for a touchdown. I know it was against Kent State, but come on, the guy moves like none other. There's really not much else to say. He's going to be a first-round NFL pick, and he's going to be a first-round rookie pick in 2024. It somewhat goes without saying, but Bowers is a diamond-level prospect for me. Next, we're going to talk about two of the Platinum-level tight ends in this 24 class, one of which I have been on for a while, and the other really came to my attention lately. First, let's talk about the guy that I've been talking about for a couple years now, and that's Jaheim Bell, who is now at Florida State. Bell really popped as a sophomore for me while he was at South Carolina. Although his counting numbers were not where you want to see, his efficiency numbers were off the chart. His 3.74 best season yards per route run and 9.9 career yards after catch per reception are off the charts for a tight end. After his great sophomore season, it seemed like the Gamecocks didn't know what to do with him in 2022. He only caught the ball 24 times. However, he had 73 rushing attempts. I don't know if they were just trying to get him the ball or if they were just trying to get him carries. I I don't even know. Seriously, this guy is a tight end and they were using him as a running back. I think that offense really didn't just have any playmakers and may have just been trying to get him the ball. However, like I mentioned, he is now at Florida State. Hopefully Jordan Travis figures out a way to use him in the receiving game and really elevates his NFL draft stock. Another guy that my model really likes is Minnesota's Brevin Ford. He will be one of the older guys in this class as 2023 will be his sixth season playing collegiate football. However, Spanford measures in at 6'7", 270 pounds, and some of his efficiency metrics really looked great. Between his average reception share of 10.6% and career targets per route run of 22%, Minnesota definitely looks to get him the ball as much as possible. And I don't blame him. His 2.22 best season yards per route run and 5.9 career yards after catch per reception are towards the top in this class. I'd be trying to get him the ball as much as I could too. One more tight end I want to talk about before I go rapid fire is Jatavian Sanders out of Texas. Sanders came in as a 5-star athlete and the number one athlete in his 24-7 class. Texas really did not know what to do with him as a freshman, therefore he barely played on either side of the ball. They probably had him splitting time between defensive end and tight end, not really knowing where he was going to play. However, the transition to full-time tight end has been a great move for him. Like I said in the beginning, the size and speed combo at tight end is what wins. Sanders is 6'4", 256 pounds, and like I said, he was a five-star athlete. I think in a year from now, we're going to be talking about him in the same light we are with Darnell Washington. I think he's going to run a very fast 40 time, and that speed score and Raz are going to be off the charts. I've got four more tight ends to just keep an eye on for this upcoming 2023 season. That's Stanford's Ben Urosek, Pittsburgh's Gavin Bartholomew, Ole Miss's Michael Trigg, and of course, we have to talk about Nebraska's Eric Gilbert. Eurosek and Bartholomew both have pretty good production at the collegiate level. I just don't know if they're really going to translate to anything at the NFL. Michael Trigg out of Ole Miss has definitely the size and speed we want to see, but there has quite literally been zero production. He was at USC and transferred to Ole Miss, and he really hasn't been utilized how I thought he would be. Lastly is Nebraska's Eric Gilbert. A lot of you are probably rolling your eyes, and I get it. Gilbert was obviously a huge prospect coming into LSU and has transferred multiple times since, barely seeing the field. I just want to see him on the field. It's still a huge question mark and unknown, But this type of level of a prospect does not come around every so often. He was very good in his freshman year at LSU and like I said, hasn't done anything since. I'm just dying to see if he can get on the field and produce like we all want him to. To sum it up, this 24 class has one diamond, two platinum, five gold, and three silver tight end level prospects. The current 2023 class has four platinum, four gold, and one silver, 22 had one platinum, two gold, five silver, and 2021 had one diamond, which was Kyle Pitts, two, two gold, and three silver. This 24 class definitely has that high-end talent and a little bit of depth, which we all need to see. I don't know if we'll be as, as excited as we are with the 23 class at this point next year, but we probably will at least have one huge prospect in Bowers. Now that we're done with all the positions, let's have some fun. Let's do a 2024 mock draft assuming Superflex Tight End Premium. With the 101 and probably one of the easiest 101s that I've remember is USC's Caleb Williams. The positional value of quarterback is too high and Williams will probably be the 101 in the 24 actual NFL draft. It's too too hard to pass him up right here. At the 102, it truly is a debate for me but I know it won't be for most people. North Carolina's Drake May and Marvin Harrison Jr. out of Ohio State are the two selections here for me. Just because of the positional value, I would take Drake May as the 102, leaving Marvin Harrison Jr. at 103. The next four picks will involve three running backs and one tight end. At the 104 is Raheem Sanders out of Arkansas. Sanders and Henderson really have proven that they can be both threats in the rushing and receiving game which is why I will take Travion Henderson at the 105. At the 106 is tight end Brock Bowers. Like I said, he is an incredible prospect, and in this tight end premium, I cannot let him pass this place. 107 is Wisconsin's Braylon Allen. As mentioned in last week's episode, I really hope the new coaching staff gets him involved in the passing game the way I envision he can be used. At the 108, and probably the last person I would take before things get a little murky, is Ohio State's wide receiver Emeka Egbuka. Like I said, it starts to get a little messy here, but I'm going with Texas quarterback Quinn Ewers at the 109. I'm really hoping he can take that next step and solidify himself as the QB3 in this class. At the 110 is his teammate, Xavier Worthy, wide receiver. We talked very highly about him, but I don't see him in the same tier as Egbuka and Harrison, which is why he's at the 110 here. Rounding out the end of this first round are two Michigan players, J.J. McCarthy at the 111 and Donovan Edwards at the 112. I think both these guys will continue to rise as they did at the end of their sophomore seasons, but I think them in the back of the first rounds is where they end up being. There's a lot of guys that could have rounded out their first round, so I'll give some honorable mentions as I go. Two quarterbacks and Shadir Sanders out of Colorado and Ohio State's Kyle McCord were in the debate there next were three running backs the other michigan running back blake corum clemson's will shipley and oregon's marquise bucky irving like we talked about earlier today lsu's malik neighbors and oregon's troy franklin are very good receivers and will push for nfl round one draft capital and should be considered towards the end of the first round in your rookie drafts lastly is texas's tight end jatavian sanders I don't think he'll really be the end of a first round rookie pick but with the tight end premium who knows somebody might consider him there as they saw Bowers go off in the mid first that was honestly a pretty tough exercise for me as I like a lot of the guys in this class I mentioned 19 to 20 names there that can be considered round one rookie picks for us in a year that's why I've been saying go buy first round pick for this class for well over a year no matter what you get and yes, I know the early ones will be higher end prospects, but the back end guys aren't slouches either. No matter what you get, you're going to be happy. This is a very strong class. It's pretty top heavy with these guys in the first round and a lot of the honorable mention guys I named. But hey, you're going to get a very good player with pretty much any 24 first round pick you get. Go get them now. 2024 is in the books and we know a lot of guys in this class that are going to be very good at the next level. If you're not already buying these picks, do it now before it's too late. I hope you enjoyed the episode, and feel free to give me any feedback or thoughts through our Discord or on Twitter. You can find me at at 33 or at whosnextff. Both will be in the show notes once again. If you're not already subscribed to our free newsletter, you need to be, and that's over at allgas.beehive.com. Once again, that link will be in the show notes. Our entire team is putting out weekly content for free for now and you're doing yourself a disservice by not taking advantage of it. Next week we will take a look at a lot of guys who transferred and hope to make an impact at their new landing spots. Until then, be good everyone. Not to be! 96 yards! It's a touchdown! Braylon Allen's first of the year.